Well, we are live and we have Paul Kalur in the building, the virtual building of Zoom. Paul, say hi to the people. Hey, everybody. Good to see you today. It is good to see you because even though we virtually aren't looking you in the eyes, we are still trying to create that normalcy of relationship, which is us getting to know each other as youth workers. And so this is the On Brand with Joel Brand podcast, and I want us as Central Conference youth workers to get to know each other. And so Paul is going to be talking about something that's happening in his ministry today. We had a phone call this week that was just so exciting to hear, and I was like, the people need to know, Paul, what's going on in your life. So recently... What has the focus and the uh, kind of trajectory of Libertyville Covenants ministry been? You know, as many of us have been juggling is, you know, how do we continue to minister with so many restrictions, so many protocols, so many like, I wonder where God's amidst all of this. Um, and our church has really been trying to surround uh, the idea of how do we love God, love neighbor, and, and part of that, pouring that out into community not only within uh, the body of Christ that, that is Libertyville Covenant Church and others, but how can we bless our community? And, and a couple of weeks ago, um, a woman in our church named Rachel McClendon said, hey, how about, a, how about a trunk or treat? And I said, hey, that's interesting idea. She said, you know, a lot of villages are telling folks there won't be any Halloween, there won't be any ways that kids can get out and get dressed up, and there's been so much taken away. Is there any way we could provide um, kind of a, a drive-through trunk or treat? And I said, interesting. I was like, let's give that a whirl. So we threw down on a trunk or treat event that took place on October 24. Uh, we had everybody stay in their cars as they're driving through. And, and we had a huge turnout from our volunteers. We had 25, I want to say, different trunks. And we had 600 folks float through the parking lot that day in a matter of two hours did everybody just hear that if you need to hit the 10 second re reverb back it's definitely not the word you're supposed to use but 600 people paul 600 600 so how yeah. did that how'd that number get that high how did you get the word out you know good question um we had a couple folks in our church that said hey we need to get this on not only some Facebook groups, we hit up a bunch of uh, Facebook moms group of all places. Um, we, our church spent also a hundred bucks on Facebook to boost it out, but we also put it on, um, on patch. I don't know if any of you have heard of this before. Uh, anybody out there, raise your hand if you've heard of patch. Oh, I don't, I don't see any hands out there, dude. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. You might have to explain patch to the people. <laughs> So Patch, I think, is kind of an online publication um, that's largely read by, uh, I'd probably say families or more particularly uh, folks that are looking for uh, events that are going on in communities. So like, you know, it's hitting up the demographic of um, maybe youth and children and families. So yeah, put it on there, got it on the calendar, got the word out, man. And you did this as a drive-through trunk or treat, so it's not intermingling as much. You kind of, how did that all functionally and practically work? Yeah, good question. We we wanted to honor every bit of what the guidelines were asked of us. Like we aren't trying to be working against what what CDC and other guidelines were, and so we had everybody masked up, everybody gloved up that was going to be distributing any sort of candy. 
we said to folks that they're coming to say the, the way that we want to help people remain socially distant is to say that um, they aren't to get out of the cars. We didn't think that if kids got out of the car, there's no way we could say, hey, don't run up to the next place. Or, and so we say, hey, a good experience here would be, hey, you can just pull up and stop. And then our volunteers could come out and greet you and smile and, you know, kind of banter with the kids a little bit. Hey, I like your outfit. Hey, glad to see you. How are you doing? And just really love the parents too, as um, the, the parents needed some time out too. And they packed the car. So it wasn't just the kids. You should have seen the parents all smiling and whatever. So yeah, it's just super cool. And so we said for folks that felt really uneasy about it, keep your windows closed and just pop your trunk. We'll toss candy in the trunk of your car so you're contact free. You're not even breathing the same air. We'll close it up and send you on your way. But we're just, we just wanted to share the love of Christ, Joel, man. That was just an easy way to do it. Yeah. And from the time that this idea was kind of pitched to you to the time of execution, what are we talking? Two weeks? Three weeks? Uh, good question. So maybe three to four weeks at most. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we got the word out. We had a volunteer at our church. Joel, I want to shout some praise to our church. Like it, this wasn't about our pastors leading this forward. It was uh, ideas from within the congregation and parents and families and everybody got on board. And so, yeah, I mean, this rolled out quick, absolutely mm -hmm. quick. I'm going to give the cliff note version of what you're saying to, to some, some people need it just really concise, Paul. Uh, and here's what I'm hearing what you're saying meeting people where they're at, okay? If, you, if this is too much, how can we bless you? Open your trunk. We want to bless you there. We want to go and be actively something the community is looking for, right? People are looking for connection. People are looking for a moment to celebrate. Let's help and be right there. And how can we as the body of believers, the priesthood of all believers, mm -hmm. be doing this? Not just Paul, not just a senior pastor, and kind of that, that empowering and that just really coming together. Are, are there any other things that you kind of, you know, points that you look at and say, this yeah. is what Libertyville Covenant was doing in that moment that is so yeah. crucial to the kingdom? A lot of our churches, including my own, our programming is for who predominantly, and we're programming, it's for us, yeah. right? This is designed to meet our needs, yeah. right? Like this will be fun for us or something for us. And the church um, looked at totally outward facing to say, this is the piece out of our love of God. How can we use our creative gifts? Like people have art talents and chops like that, that I don't have. And I wonder like, how does this mix into worship? And people asked also, how is a trunk or treat, you know, growing the church, growing disciples, or even growing the kingdom of God. And I was like, I'm pretty sure loving your neighbor is saying, Hey, we're creating a space for you to come. 600 people, Joel, had somebody greeted with a smile. I don't know if I've seen 600 people in 2020, man. Uh, like that might have just blown <laughs> off the whole like amount of you know, human interaction I would have had. Yeah. It's really incredible. You should have seen it, Joel. Family saying, the people came from the naval base up in like Waukegan and North Chicago and said, everything's shut down and our family doesn't have much going on. We were up here from you know, I think whether it was Georgia or another place and say, we've just really been super discouraged. Thanks for putting this together. Yeah. And I said, you know, it, 
you know, to all of our volunteers, they were telling teachers, because once one person that was out there also was a teacher. And so she put up a Bible quiz. Do you know that God loves you? And the answers were maybe a little, maybe, maybe he does, but I'm not so sure. And all these pieces, and it eventually got to the end where it said all the above, like whether you know it or not, just God loves you and we love you too. And uh, a bunch of the teachers said, Hey, I'm a teacher. I love the theme here. And so this volunteer is able to say, we are so thankful for you teachers. We're so thankful for your efforts. We're praying with you and praying for you. Do not be discouraged. So Joe, I mean, for a minute, maybe, maybe all we did was no agenda love in our neighbor. Here, just here's, here's a smile. We've gotten up early this morning for you just to love you. That's it. No agenda, no tracks. Just go, go with God's love. And, and might we witness that this morning? So, And a, a statement I've heard you say many times throughout my years with you, Paul, is, is this, and it's profound in every season to every church. If, if your church closed its doors, who would mm-hmm. care? If your church no longer existed, who's affected by that? And for us as youth workers to be asking that question every day, uh, I think is powerful. When when you reflect on that in this season, what kind of stirs up in you, Paul? That's a good question, Joel. I mean, we're kind of a small church. We're not we're not this mega church. We're uh, I have bragged that we're a a two hundred site multi site church now. It's it's only going (laughs) up, man. It's only going up. But yeah, it's a good question, Joel. We've had to ask our youth and our church to say, if the doors close, would it matter? And if so, who would be impacted? And we thought about a couple of local ministries we pour into, um, but we wondered, you know, would the people that live next door to us care? Um, Would the people in Libertyville be impacted and say, hey, boy, that light that's on the corner of 176 is now empty of a real blessing that's gone. And um, so Joel, I mean, that's that piece to say, I think we could say that those families for a moment to say there was some joy um, for that day, for that time. And um, so I think that day for sure, it mattered to those families. And the piece that's awesome right now, Joel, is as we've seen a lot of service projects, you ever gone on one of those? And it's everybody comes back, I know we went to go serve the folks that were there. And I know we were supposed to fill their needs. But Joel, they're coming back saying, like, my needs, I didn't even know I needed to, to be able to be smiled at or to be loved. And they went home and are brewing up, like, more and more ways. Like, if this is how they could use us, Christmas is right around the corner. What can we do right here? here's the move. You got to keep getting bigger, right? Thanksgiving turkeys. Okay. It's like a little bigger, still can put it in the trunk. Christmas trees. Think about it in the window or the trunk, even on top of the hood, you got options. The the platform is there. Uh, That's actually what I wanted to build on next though. How do you think this is, you know, as you continue to look at what, what you as a youth worker are trying to do and, Mm -hmm. uh, and what your church is trying to do, what do you, where do you see that focus going from here in a, in a more practical way? Yeah. So when looking at our youth ministry as a youth pastor, I, I don't know how most folks see youth ministry, but we get our students at most. I don't know how folks are doing it, whether it's in person or virtually. Do you get students for three hours a week, maybe? 
if if you are, that's a lot of time uh, in this season, right? If you were doing three, it's probably more like two at this point. Right. And so the piece that I've looked at is how can we bless not only the the parents of the family, because we're going to pour into our youth, we need to pour into their parents that are going to trickle that down also. That living and, and I think it's one of those things that I'm seeing here, Joel, forward to say, how do we love the whole body as part of our youth ministry? And we've heard that it said over the years how important intergenerational ministry is. Uh, without using those terms to say, I'm trying to think of what is a ministry? What are ways, not necessarily even programming, but our churches try to say, what are ways that we continue to gather together and what is it that we can rally behind? Yeah. And that's Jesus right now. And so we said we could remain social. So right now what we're brewing up, Libertyville's thinking, can we put on like a winter wonderland experience here? And here's what folks are thinking. If folks came in to see some lighted, guided uh, experience to come in, um, it's a free deal. And then we're going to think about putting on a live nativity deal. Uh, there's, for instance, again, this is for folks throughout the entire church to participate in. And so how are youth ministry now? We're impacting all of the generations in our church saying, will you come and partner with us in ministry? And so the vision here for Joel is to say, what is God stirring in us? And when we talk about Advent and Emmanuel, God with us. How is God with us and how is God with our community? So that's what we're brewing right now and trying to not necessarily recreate uh, a trunk or treat, but to say, how can we remain safe? How can we remain outside? It's still using that love uh, that we have for each other and for God and pouring it into community. So stay yeah. tuned for what might be and the trajectory forward. Yeah. And, and for all of us here, right, who are listening, we're not trying to, you know, reinvent the wheel. So if you heard that idea of, of a live nativity scene or using your parking lot for lighted reflection, I mean, we all need to be connected and sharing those ideas and, and boom. Okay. Now somebody else takes that and runs with it a little bit of a different way that right. inspires the next, the next youth group, the next church to be able to bless its community. Yeah. That's what this is about is, is we know, in this time where we're not meeting as youth workers together for lunch as much, when it's harder to be together, if we're not staying connected, it's going to feel really, really isolating. And when you start to feel isolated a lot personally can become problematic, but we are affected as a ministry. So how are you kind of in this season, Paul, avoiding some of those pitfalls of just feeling, feeling down, feeling overwhelmed, maybe feeling more alone than we really are. What, what's your posture in that? That's a good question, Joel. I mean, uh, I think if That's folks, the second time you said I've asked a good question. I'm getting really good at these question things. You know, you ought to do this uh, as a podcast or something. Like, you ought to think about doing this long term, man. You, you got some chops here, buddy. Yeah, some pork chops. Uh, <laughs> but I'd love to hear the answer to that. Paul. Yeah. You know, I think we're all fooling ourselves if we're not saying, boy, 2020 has thrown us some curveballs. Or to be able to say, like, dang, it hasn't been what it should be. Or, I find myself discouraged. I think that's perhaps the most honest thing that we can say is to say, dang, um, I'm not living the dream right now. I'm not, I'm not, there are things that are disordered that I wish were different. And so I think that you have asked a good question 
And I've actually found some really good hope um, in Psalm 16 as a place of comfort. Um, I don't know if you guys read that and gals read that so much. Can I read that with us, Joel? Please. Um, this is kind of a prayer of confidence. And, and, and I invite you to, to look at it through the Good News translation. I think it's more of a paraphrase version, but it really puts language to my experience. And so it says this, protect me, O God. I trust in you for safety. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. All the good things I have come from you. How excellent are the Lord's faithful people. My greatest pleasure is to be with them. Those who rush to other gods bring many troubles on themselves. I will not take part in their sacrifices. I will not worship their gods. Now here's the one that really grips me. You, Lord, are all I have. And you give me all I need. My future is in your hands. How wonderful are your gifts to me. How good they are. I praise the Lord because he guides me, and in the night my conscience warns me. I am always aware of the Lord's presence. He is near, and nothing can shake me. And so I am thankful and glad and feel completely secure because you protect me from the power of death. I have served you faithfully. You will not abandon me to the world of the dead. You will show me the path that leads to life. Your presence fills me with joy and brings me pleasure forever. Joel, just to say those words, you, Lord, are all I have. And yet, even in that, pardon me, I just dropped the sheet here. And you give me all I need. Remember that piece. Like for me is to say, Paul, I still got you. I feel the Lord's just saying, Paul, I still have you. I'm still the king of kings. I'm still on the throne. I still got this. I'm going to give you all you need, even when you don't feel like you do. And the peace that gave me rest is my future is in your hands. And so, Joel, I mean, I've had to work on turning my life over every day. Like, God, I'd, I'd prefer far more control. I'm a three on the Enneagram for those that are scoring at home. I love it when it's done exactly how it should be. And I struggle to turn it over to others because of fear of failure. Um, and so, Joel, I have just said, God, each day, you are all I have. And you've given me all I need. And God, I trust my future to you. And so I just said, God, it's, you are so good. And you are with me. You are near me. You are ever mindful of me. And so I hit up the Psalms 121 and Psalm 23. And these little pieces to say, hey, it's language you experience. Yeah, there's trouble around. Yeah, there's difficulties around. But man, my Lord, my God's got this. And so just one day at a time, Joel, sometimes I've had to just speak that into existence and say, God, might these words be true? Might I surrender myself um, more fully each day? So I found near them. I got to serve an awesome God that loves me fully. Yeah. Lord, you are all I have is, is such a key discipleship principle, right? We think about disciples, discipleship often in like behavior. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what are you doing? What are you actively participating in? serving the community, uh, encouraging others. All of that is, is absolutely discipleship. And the humble acknowledgement that we 
only have our creator. And in this time, we actually have an opportunity to enter into that discipleship in a more real way because our students are, are kind of looking at that idea more than ever before. We don't have the glitz and glamour. Mm-hmm. Our games aren't going to be as fun. Times are going to be more challenging. You're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to be flexible. We don't have this uh, super awesome 200 mega site in, in actuality, uh, thousands, millions of people with us here to give that energy. It's, yeah. it's a couple of us gathered around the fire. Right. People putting candy in a trunk. It's yeah. these little moments. But in that, we have discipleship. We have a connection with our creator. And that's so powerful, Paul. Yeah. Joel, hit up the pages of scripture. And you know what you're never going to find? What, what, Jesus, what G, Jesus never says, oh, it's just the 10 of you again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he never says that. Yeah. You know, I was hoping for a thousand. He never, he's like, we're two or three are gathered. So if our youth groups are small, remember that God isn't disappointed in this good work. God is so pleased that we continue to be faithful. He's not being like, man four people around this table. He's so, he's so glad that you're loving them. You're being faithful to what I've called you. Just keep pouring it out. I am not, I am not discouraged by you. I'm not mad at you. Uh, I am with you and I got this with you. And so just keep loving the students that are in front of us. Keep loving the families that are in front of us. Just keep pouring it out. You guys are just doing awesome as, as youth pastors and Joel to be welcome to know each other better. Um, I hope that all the youth pastors that are listening to this, you're welcome to participate in the youth ministry here at Libertyville as well. If you feel like an outdoor event is something you'd like to be a part of too, Joe. I mean, if you don't mind me inviting people in, we say in the covenant, we're better together. I believe it fully. And I want to live that. If you'd like to be part of socially distant ministry, you don't think maybe you could pull off on your own, come on up. And so just know Joe, that for everybody, like, I hope that we have a shared faith and warmed by the fire that is Christ that dwells within. And um, thanks for uh, allowing me to share a little bit of that uh, fresh uh, news that's hot off the press here at Libertyville. Yeah. And thanks for sharing yourself, Paul. I I think if somebody doesn't know you yet, number one, great person to reach out to, um, to be able to connect. Uh, You are somebody that has consistently wanted to partner, brought about the work, said, let's practically figure out how to do a combined event. And I've, I've deeply appreciated that, Paul. And you're somebody that's rooted in scripture, that's rooted in people's lives, that's rooted in, in a joy that, is, that goes beyond our understanding, right? A lot of times we say the peace that passes all understanding. I think in this season, a lot of it's the joy that passes all understanding. And uh, we're just grateful for you as, as a deeply long-tenured member of our youth worker community here, Paul. Thanks for sharing uh, a blessing and a word with these people. Paul, any last thoughts? Hey, I'm just so glad that, uh, that you're leading us, Coach. Do um, kind of your courage for me. Uh, I love the covenant. I love um, being able to be in this ministry with all of you. And it's better uh, that we share uh, this good news with one another. And so just thank you for your affirmations of me too. And, and lifting me up in community here. It's, it's awesome that uh, I'm honored that God would call me to be part of such a, a great ministry with you. So um, blessings to all the covenant pastors and everybody that's tuning in. Like Joel said, hit me up at paul at org If you want to email me, 
Um, you can probably find my email and my phone number over here at the church too, 847-362-3308. Hit me up. I'd love to hear what you're doing and how I can be a blessing to you. Um, call me early. Call me often. I'm probably up in the middle of the night anyway. I got four kids, so I'm up all hours. So just hit it up. Hope you all are blessed. Until next time, everyone. Thank you for listening.